Welcome to Mosaic Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following recording from Mosaic Church Leeds, based in the United Kingdom. For more podcasts and information on Mosaic Church, please visit mosaic-church.org.uk. Thank you for listening. Well, it's been a wonderful evening and uh, a wonderful weekend. And just to say, it's been absolutely wonderful being part of this. And obviously, I know Matt and Pip well, and so I'm not surprised with what I've seen or what I've found in terms of uh, the quality of so many of you as disciples here, the breadth of your vision, your commitment to God, and the risk-taking that you're doing in all the places you're going, whether that's in Leeds itself or whether it's all the other places that either you are already or that you plan to go in the next few years. So it's been absolutely terrific uh, to be part of this. I just want to add a few comments to what I've said already, and then we're going to just finish by giving the Holy Spirit opportunity to do whatever he wants to do before we're done. First thing to say, just reflecting back on today, and I think it's been said, but it does, it's, there's no harm in restating it, is the Holy Spirit's primary role, I believe, is for mission. Wait in the city and power will come on you in order that you are my witnesses. And so that is why we've spent so much time talking about the Spirit over today. And although, and to be honest, what we do in the church is practice for doing it in everyday life. And uh, I just want you to bear that in mind. So in a sense, you know, all the praying we've done today, the praying we'll do a little more of in a, in a while, is just to get you ready for doing it. And to get, to get that, to help you to make the gifts of the Spirit, hearing God's voice, moving in His power, as just part of your everyday life. And as you start to do that, you will find all sorts of other opportunities occur as a result. And as we become better and better at hearing God's voice, we'll find that he will construct, he will weave, he will put together your life. And he will put together your life in such a way that you'll find yourself on the forefront of mission. Uh, As you know, Matt, Pip and I met in Bedford, a town about 50 miles north of London, I actually persuaded my wife-to-be to come to Bedford on the basis that we were there for one year. We then tried to, tried to leave most years for the next 10 years, but it was 10 years later before God moved us on. At one very significant point in all of that, I spent a while seeking the Lord and really praying and asking him what we should do. And I heard as clearly as I've ever heard anything these words, stay put, commit, it's for Middle England. Well, I understood stay. I understood commit. I had no idea what the Middle England bit was about. Until about three months later, I'm talking with David Devonish, friend of mine, another pastor. Some of you at least will know him. And what I didn't know is that whilst David had been on holiday in Turkey, God had spoken to him and said, you're to believe me for 50 churches in the Midlands over the next five years. I've not got time to tell you about the remarkable experience that Dave and I had when he spoke to us together. But just to say, when God said, stay put, commit, I thought he was making my world smaller. But actually, he wanted me in that place so I would work with Dave and eventually take over the leadership from Dave of going for 50 churches in the Midlands in a five-year period. So my encouragement to you is listen to him and do what he says. Isn't that the heart of being a disciple? That's what, it, that's what a disciple is. So listen 
don't complain, do what he says. And you will find, even when it seems counterintuitive, you will find that he will put you on the forefront of mission as a result. Now, just as we sort of come into land on this conference, or at least on this day, let me give you four or five things which, if you do, will help you grow in hearing God's voice and moving in the power of the Spirit. And this is something that we can grow in. This is something that you learn on. If we had time now, I'd take you through the Gospel and Acts and look at the life of Peter and how Peter basically knew nothing but ended up raising the dead. And there was a process. It's not a bad CV, is it, when you've got that on it? But there was a process of learning that Peter went through. And so I want you to bear this in mind. You can learn to do this better. I understand for some of you, you know, this was just... For some of you, this was good but hard. For others of you, you weren't even sure whether it was good or at least whether you really wanted to be involved. My encouragement to you is obviously you've got to just sort things out and make sure that you're really comfortable with it, but then you need to give yourself to it to learn. So number one, if you want to grow in this, the first thing that you need to do is take the gifts God has given you, as small as you may feel that they are, and put them to work. Use what God has given you and you will get more. That is the parable of the steward, of the parable of the talents. We all have something. And when we use what we've got, then God will give us more. I, uh, a lot of what I learned, I learned from, a, in terms of moving in the power of the Spirit, I learned from a particular leader. You know what he used to say? He used to say, people come to me and ask me questions about healing the sick. He said, my normal answer is this, go and pray for another thousand sick people. And then he said, you will at least know the right questions to ask. Now he wasn't trying to brush people off or be hard. His point was this, the best way of learning, go and do it another dozen times. And don't worry when you feel stuck, powerless, and uh, you know, spiritually barren. Just do it again the next day and do it again the next day as he has commanded us to. And you will find that you will learn how to move in his power and in his presence. If that's the first thing. The second thing is I want to encourage you to be proactive. Here's how Paul put it to Timothy. You got the slide, Alex? It's just coming. There we go. Don't neglect your gift, which was given you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Don't neglect the gift you've got. And Paul goes on to Timothy in the second book. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Fan into flame the gifts that God has given you. Uh, I may have mentioned uh, earlier that I spent some time many years ago working in Hong Kong. And uh, I became the worship leader there. That wasn't my plan. I'd been there 10 weeks the church did their worship in English and Cantonese. I had virtually no Cantonese. The worship leader came to me one day. He said, I'm going to India. You're in charge. Here's my guitar. As far as I was concerned, the only good bit of that sentence was that I got his guitar. Uh, one of the privileges of, of that was that I got to 
see the Spirit move often over a congregation, as Jackie Pullinger led ministry times. But I was in a prayer meeting with her one time in the sort of pre-service prayer meeting. You know the sort of thing I mean? So she comes in. I'm like, I'm just out of university. I'm in my early 20s. She comes into the room. She looks around at everyone and she says, you know, you lot are all really lazy. And I remember thinking, I am young and I do not know very much. But I don't think this is a good way to start a prayer meeting. She went on. She went on and she said, you know, when we are all out in mission, you lot get words of knowledge the whole time. We haven't had a word of knowledge, she said, for weeks. And you know, the truth was, it was the Lord. And it was just a provocation people needed. You should have been in the service that Sunday and the words of knowledge that people got. Now, it wasn't as prosaic as Paul fan into flame, but she made exactly the same point. So brothers and sisters, go to work with what God has given you. And it'll give you more as a result. Thirdly, learn from others. This stuff is more caught than it is taught. So often just by standing with somebody, by traveling with others, or by praying with them, you will learn more. Enough said on that one for now. But for some of you, you just need to look out for those. You need to look around and think, who could I learn from? Who's, if they're only one step ahead of you, that's enough for you to learn fourthly bear in mind I mentioned this earlier but bear in mind some days there's just more of God's presence around than others and that is not something that you can control just as even with Jesus it was said on occasion the power of the Lord was present to heal implication sometimes the power of the Lord wasn't present to heal in the same way so sometimes it's just a matter of obedience the pay is the same. God still loves you. He's still gracious towards you. And do not be put off on the times where there's little power. Any more, to be honest, than getting overexcited when there's lots of power. We always remember, actually, our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And that's the really important thing. Next, don't neglect to grow in maturity in every other area of your life. Mature ministry and mature gift comes through mature people these are gifts of grace in other words anybody can have them and often people less godly than you will move in them it's in no reflection on your character it's just a reflection on God's love but I think we'd all agree that the package that a gift comes through does make a difference and so my encouragement to you is give yourself to character development. Give yourself to devotion. Understand the scriptures. Love your neighbor. Love the most difficult person in your office. Care for your family and your close friends. Give your money to the poor. And as you do those things, you will find that also these gifts will grow in the beauty and the power with which you're able to use them. And finally, Paul says in Romans that we're to prophesy according to our faith. I want to suggest that that according to our faith is actually appropriate for each of these gifts. So watch what you think. Watch what you think when you down yourself. 
read the passages in scripture about healing and the gifts. I have a, one friend, he's been through the whole Bible and he's highlighted every verse in it on healing. So what he does before he prays for the sick is he flicks through the Bible and just reads all those, all those passages. And that strengthens him and enables him to grow in faith as a result. And so I want to encourage you, look to grow in faith. And I guess, and finally, finally, I've already said it, but I want to repeat it. These are gifts of grace. They're nothing to do with our character. So they reflect the fact that we have a God of grace who wants to pour his grace on our lives so that we can then channel that grace out into our communities, out into our families, out into our workplaces, and out into the nations of the world. And that's all I want to say. Because I want to give some time so that we're not just talking about it. I want to give some more time to actually doing it before we're done. Thank you.